Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. The whole gang here. Rare occasion. Everybody's in the Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us. About to talk to Patrick McGee down at Nolan.com. Also going to talk a little high school football a little later. Of course, preview the Texas State game, do our picks. And to update you on junior college sports, why, Luke, are we going to update them on junior college sports? Because the Jones Bobcats won last night. They beat uh, East Central 38-7. to That was on WLAU. And Super Talk, we enjoy covering junior college we sports. We do. Patrick McGee from Nola Doc. First, let me say thank you to Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our show. A great place to go to dinner tonight. We guarantee you it'll be good. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com, joins us uh, every Friday now. And... Uh, Patrick, all eyes on the quarterback spot down in New Orleans. Uh, will we see Derek Carr this weekend against Tampa Bay? I, I don't think it's been completely ruled out, but you know, all indications kind of uh, point towards Jameis Winston getting the start. Uh, he came in the four, uh, came in in the second half last week against the. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm pulling a blank. Pulling it against the Packers. Right. And and he just you know they, the offense really couldn't get going with it. He did put him in position to get a late field goal to go ahead, uh, but the field goal was wide right. So we'll see. Um, you know I yeah I I think it would be tough to force Carr back out there. He's got an AC sprain in his right shoulder, and uh, and I I would think it would probably be tough for him to go back out there and deal with the pain and go down there and throw. And I I can imagine that he'd only be limited on the field. And a full week of preparation for Jameis Winston uh, should put the Saints in a position to compete. But um, we're just—he's got to do a better job of putting the guys around him in a position to succeed, whether it's Alvin Kamara or his receivers. Um, so we'll see. I, I, you know, I'm not a big believer in the Saints this week with Jameis Winston behind center, especially with that offensive line uh, continuing to be consistent, inconsistent at best. Patrick, uh, you get Kamara back. Uh, Saints get Kamara back this week. Seems right. like I, I didn't see any running backs on the uh, on the injury report yesterday. Well, what's his role? I mean, we we can't expect him to to be the lead back. I mean, does he start? I would assume that. What what do you think the mixture will be as he kind of works his way back into game shape? Yeah, I mean, I would I would I would be surprised if he isn't the starter. Apparently, he he's looked really good in practice this week. So I, I think they'll be full go with Elvin Kamara. Uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, carry the ball 18, 20 times, but he's going to get the, his hands on the ball quite a bit, I would expect. But it's up to Jameis Winston to make sure that happens. That really hasn't always been the case. 
uh, with Winston at quarterback. He's kind of a, a trigger-happy guy that likes to throw well down the field whenever he's got an option like Kamara on the short and intermediate passes. So we'll see if they can get him involved more. They, they really do have to do that. Again, you know, a, a Buccaneers defense is pretty good, and they're going to be pretty familiar with what the Saints have to offer. So uh, it's all about game planning and, and putting, you know, Putting the ball in Kamara's hands and and putting uh, Winston in a position to succeed without giving the you know he he's he's been thrown to, prone to throw a few interceptions and that just kind of happened this Sunday. Um, you know, bigger picture, defense continues to play well. Even if right. the Saints drop one this weekend, going into the season, you knew that you're going to be without Carr for a game and a half. You're going to be without Kamara for the first three games, and you start three and one or two and two. I think most Saints yeah. fans will take that. Yeah, I think you know to be two and one after three weeks is is in a bad position. Uh, but it, you know, I think anybody has kind of watched the team closely and sees the trend of the offensive line. It's not good. I mean, and these are experienced guys they've got out there aside from Pinning, uh, and he really wasn't hasn't been the guy at fault the last couple of weeks. It's been, really been the group as a whole. Uh, so that you know, I, I think at some point this offensive line is going to play better. Um, they have gone up against good defensive teams, but they're going to face a lot of talent every week. And at some point, that group's got to show more uh, consistency and cohesiveness and really working together. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Cesar Ruiz coming off concussion, he's a bit of a question mark. So, uh, it, to me, it all comes down to the offensive line. Uh, the success of the team this season. Well, the way the Saints played against the Packers for most of the game and then only to yeah. lose it at the end, that's that's particularly heartbreaking. But, Patrick, even with Derek Carr under center, this, mm-hmm. this offense, particularly when you compare <clears throat> to what the Lions did last night at Green Bay, this is still, even with Carr under center, doesn't seem to me a pinball type of offense. They haven't really no, and, lit it up. No, and, and I and I, you know, for the most part, like the way Carr like the way Carr has played, but he's taken a lot of early hits on dropbacks. Uh, uh, he's he's not being you know he's not being given enough time back there. I think he's placed the ball fairly well for the most part. He has missed a throw or two every game. That's no big deal. That's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I the offense at some point the pressure is on Pete Carmichael. Uh, I thought that you know I was kind of surprised they kept him around for another year. Uh, this is all pressures on this team to succeed, and that offense was really quite unimpressive a year ago. And right now, everybody's kind of looking back at Pete Carmichael as like, how are you going to make this thing work? And at some point, it's got to happen. And Michael Thomas, even though he's been mostly injured, you know, the past you know two or three years, mm-hmm. what's been the feedback on him as far as uh, his performance so far back in the lineup? Yeah, he's been fine, but I mean, the, the everybody acknowledges the best receiver on this team is Chris Olave. I mean, Chris Olave has been outstanding. Uh, through, he's really the big play threat. Rashid Shahid has been very good. Uh, Michael Thomas doesn't need to be the guy he was five or six years ago. He needs to be that guy who can you know pull in eighty, ninety catches this season and help them convert a lot of third downs and stuff like that. So uh, the receivers are there, and now that you get Alvin Kamara back and you know a healthier backfield. Uh, the quarterback has played fairly well, I think. In Derek Carr, you know, the, the pieces are there. Uh, it's it, I, I, I'm, I'm, I hate to keep repeating myself, but it all comes down to the play of the offensive line. Well, we really thought that the Saints were going to have kind of a cakewalk, if there is such a thing in the in the NFL in that division. Um, mm-hmm. But now, I don't know. <laughs> those other mm-hmm. teams appear to be perhaps a little better than we thought. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really proved to be true, and I'm not really surprised. That's just how the NFL goes. You know, everybody will talk about how bad a team is or how great a team is, and you truly don't know until the season starts and how well that team gelled through training camp and and what style of ball they're going to play. I think these teams are both the Falcons and the Buccaneers are playing a smart brand of ball and playing good defense and not making big mistakes on offense. So that's going to give you a chance to win football games every week, and as soon as the Saints cut down on you know, some mental errors in the offensive line and, 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 you know, that defense just keeps it going. I think this team has a good shot to win the division. But uh, no doubt every week is going to be a challenge for the Saints. There are no gimmies. Well, the quarterback's out, but it's got to really help to get Kamara back in the offense. Is that not right, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, you, you hate that Kamara gets out there and Kamara, uh, is not part of the picture for at least one week. Um, you want to get both those guys on the field, and they seem to work pretty well when they were, they were both out there in the preseason and I think Carr is going to be a guy that's shown that he can utilize a guy like Kamara better than, say, what Winston has done in the past. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal to get Kamara. I mean, he's he's a game changer, and he appears to be in great shape coming in. He's looked really good in practice this week. I'll tell you what, guys, if you have any question about how important a quarterback is, look at the Green Bay Packers last night compared to when they had Aaron Rodgers. They were hapless against the Detroit Lions. Admittedly, the Lions are very good, but – Still the most important position on the field in the NFL, and Patrick, if you don't have an elite quarterback, chances are you're not going to play in a championship game. Yeah, and I, and I will say I like Jordan Love. I think you know he's been pretty solid and early going. Uh, he, he rallied his team last week against the Saints. Uh, I think just overall the Packers, they've had a lot of injuries. They're missing their left tackle. The Saints didn't take advantage. They shut down the uh, the Packers for a good three quarters and just let them get back in it in the fourth whenever Carr went out with an injury. So, you know, I, I think Love's fine. I just don't think the Packers are a very good team right now with all the injuries they're dealing with. I, ne- I never made the active roster for the Detroit Lions, but as a former Lion, the fact, Patrick, last night that they were oh, favorites man. at Lambeau and the fact that yeah. they just – I mean, what what the, the coach there is doing it. Uh, you, yeah. you talk about turnaround jobs. I mean, that's he's turned around a culture, a, a multi-year culture. But there. this is his third year. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. taken yeah. him a while. Boy, yeah, well, it, it was. It was. It, thankfully, they understood it was a rebuild, and that Campbell was the right guy for that. And they've got good players. You know, Golf's always had pretty good as NFL quarterback, and they've got good playmakers around them, a receiver or running back. And uh, they've got young, you know, like Hutchinson at defensive end. It's a team that's well put together. I'm, I'm not really surprised to see them having a good season. Well, and so back far. to your point too about the offensive line. That's what the the Lions have too. Man, they have. Yeah. They have a bone-crushing offensive line, and right. <clears throat> when they needed to put the game away last night, everybody in the stadium knew they were going to run a football, and they went right down the field, about a five- or six-minute drive, stuck it in the end zone, football game over. That's the difference in championship teams, right, Patrick? Yeah, it's kind of the engine that makes everything go. Uh, whenever the Saints have been at their best, they've had a, been a really good offensive line with a good left tackle. Uh, and right now it's just trying to figure out how that group's going to work out. So the, the offensive line is a huge component in the NFL. All right, Patrick, our best regards to Blue. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to share them. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Okay, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody, NOLA.com. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the basketball Absolutely. kickoff event last night. It was huge. It was wonderful. And we're going to have Joy Lee McNellis on the show next Tuesday. She's going to give us an update on her cancer fight and women's basketball. Great to great to hear those things. Also, when we come back, little reminiscent today. Important day. I won't tell you guys what it is. Important day in Southern Miss football history today. Wow. And uh, and Kelly's taking a 
position on the on the Gavin train. I understand. No, no, I've I've uh, you know. Here we, we go. Can talk about that when All we come right. back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, our thanks to our good buddy Patrick McGee. A little under the weather, but plays hurt. That's what we like, a man that plays hurt. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com. Give us our Saints update. You can hear the Saints update every Friday right here on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment. They'll be rolling in high cotton come tomorrow. It will be busy. They've got great apparel, lots of it. Kathleen's the best. Tell you. Heard her friends on Super Talk Eagle Hour talking good about her. And uh, if you can't shop them in person, go to campusbookmart.net. Okay, fellas, so I was at the um, I was at the basketball kickoff last night. Here's how much things have changed. Coach Ladner tells the crowd that last year at their basketball kickoff, there were 26 people, 26. They sold 400 tickets to the event last night. And uh, it just spoke volumes about the job that he's done. And I don't know if you guys saw the – Picture that surfaced, my wife, Angela, with the two seven-footers. She was working out when I left. I think she's might, she, might may, be, she may be the number one point guard. That might be the um, the great one of the greatest Southern Miss student-athlete fan <laughs> pictures of all time. Just to put it in perspective, how tall is, how tall is your wife? She says she's five feet, but I think she's I think she's a good 4'10". I think she's And uh, the very fact – what I loved about it, um, was both of both of our players, Ize and uh, is it is it Yacht or Yat? I can't haven't pronounced his name. Yat, Yat, and uh, dude, they're they're just smooth customers, man. They they know what their role is there, and uh, they are there to uh, to basically say we are much taller than Miss Getty, but Miss Getty is a Southern Miss fan, and yeah, we are glad to take this. Picture. They were awesome about it. They really were, and we got some really great interviews with five players. And I want to say this about the basketball players and. I know you've done some interviews out there with them, Kelly. These kids are articulate, polite, respectful, humble. If you're around them two minutes and you don't become the biggest fan of them in the world, I don't know what's wrong with you. But the bottom line is, and they all know this, the coaches know. Got to win. You got to win games. And here's what the, every all five of them told me last night. You got to do more than just win games. They had three goals. Remain undefeated at home, win the Sun Belt Conference tournament and regular season, and make a run in the NCAA tournament. Every one of them said, number one goal, we want to play in the NCAA tournament and we want to make a run. As we get deeper into the basketball season, well, deeper, we haven't even started yet, but I wonder if the Sun Belt or at what point the Sun Belt is going to be a league that gets more than one invitation because when you you – said succinctly win the conference tournament because up to this year that's the only way you're going to get in right is to win the Sun Belt tournament. yeah I mean I think you have to it, it depends on who you schedule non-conference depends on you know what you're ranked but I think a lot of it goes to how teams perform once they get in the tournament the Sun Belt has to show that they are a big dance team and so if you have teams that make runs or consistently it's not I don't think it's something that happens overnight unless you have you know two you know 
29 and three mm-hmm. teams. You know, I, right. I think that's – but over time, if you if you get a team in and they make a run and Sunbelt teams consistently get to, you know, Sweet 16s or win opening games, I think that's more apt for a committee when there's something on the line for that that they, they give a nod to your, your so you got to get a Sunbelt team in that makes a run. Everybody's depending on everybody, yeah. you know, and, and that's how you get better yeah. as a conference. Now, Kelly, I do want to verify something. You were the one that broke the news about Austin Crowley getting the pedicures and manicures, and we had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> Did you? Well, we met – my wife and I met – his girlfriend last night and she confirmed that he does that to please her and she looked at me and she said you got to keep those nails clean that's what i tell him oh wow so she confirmed okay that she is the reason austin gets those nails cleaned well hopefully we can get him an nil deal with one of the local well, the nail, nail cleaning places yeah the nail salons hey they were all in tuxedos last night the coach told me that for the vast majority of them it was the first time ever they were absolute gentlemen to everybody in the building. Boy, the culture of the basketball program is really, really good. And, Bob, as a team, sometimes they like to get out and play, like, touch football or flag football. And they were going to invite Angela, except they said every play she would be guilty of illegal blocks below the waist. Even though she's standing I'll, straight I'll, up. I'll put the picture on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, do on it. the Eagle Hour it, it, Facebook page. I showed it's bizarre it. looking. I showed it to, to multiple people yesterday and today, and uh, they loved it just because it's like. <laughs> well, they're going, that's Photoshopped. That's There's no way, man. It's, 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 it's absolutely it's crazy looking, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, it is. And, you know, I did see, um, I saw DeAndre Pinckney talk about how you know the the amount of people that weren't there last year and uh, you know how encouraged he is at the support even though he's no longer with the program yeah, he's certainly an ambassador really for southern good. miss basketball 26 to 400 that's a pretty good, good stuff that's good all right this day in history let's hear it. i've stumped it? santa i really have stumped you you don't know what happened on uh september 29th it was a saturday and it occurred in the year of our lord 1990 um, uh, my first date, first woman to say be yes? your last date, I think. <laughs> oh, nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a game. It was a football game. I was actually at, and there was a full moon that night. And the coach of the opposing team would say that there was something about that moon that possibly caused his team to play bad. The coach was Howard Schnellenberger, Louisville, and, and Brett Favre and uh, and the Golden Eagles gave Louisville their only loss that year. They went on to win. What they what they play in the, the, they played in the Fiesta Bowl that year, and who, that was, who was our receiver that had the great Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yes, yeah, Michael Jackson, okay. absolutely had a good music career as well. <laughs> yeah, say say say. Michael but Jackson. that was September 29th, nineteen ninety. I was I think I was seven, and uh, I remember after the game looking back towards the old field house, and the old scoreboard, you know, and. I, back then, they just had the, the the removable letters up there, but you know, we I remember twenty five to thirteen. You look back at that nineteen ninety season. I don't know the last time you guys saw about that schedule. Touchdown, Tommy Waters led us to victory against Delta State, right, twelve to nothing. Then listen to this gambit: Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi State, Louisville, East Carolina, Tulane, Memphis, Virginia Tech, Louisiana, Lafayette, Auburn, and North Carolina State in the bowl game. That's insanity, <laughs> is it not? That's insanity. So you. You beat, you beat Bama and Auburn that year, right? Game two, Stump kicks the 52-yard field goal. The game that Stump wants, don't, doesn't want us to uh, – The Georgia game. The Georgia game. But we lost that game by one. You lose to State by three. You beat Schnellenberger and, and Louisville. And then you go on a, uh, a pretty good run. You lose to Louisiana Tech by four. And then you lose to North Carolina State in the ball game by, by four. I mean, Eagles – 
the four losses that year, Eagles lost. It was a combined, you know, t- 10, 12 points is what and, it was. And we think the schedule was tough this year. <laughs> yeah. And you know? think about that. You beat Alabama and Auburn in the same year. You beat Delta State 12 to nothing. Michael, that doesn't make no, any sense. No, the four losses were by a combined eight points to Mississippi State, Georgia, North Carolina State, and Virginia Tech. And, you know, we talk about some of the great wide receivers that Southern Miss has had, including Lewis Lips and, you know, go on down the line. Michael Jackson is a guy mm-hmm. that you don't really – Included really in good. a lot of those conversations, but that guy played with Didn't the Cleveland Browns. Didn't we lose Browns. him in a motorcycle accident a few yeah. years ago? Yeah. But but he played with the Cleveland Browns. Played for the Browns and played for the Ravens. Yeah, and so was he was great. He he just wasn't a uh, he wasn't a vocal guy. He just did his job. But when you look back at Southern Miss receivers, I mean he's he's top. He may be top four, maybe top three. But would you agree that he's his name never comes up in those discussions? It doesn't. You know, and that's a shame. But he's just right. a guy that went about his business. Yeah, September 29th. 19, how many years ago? You know, that? you know, the Southern Miss haunted uh, Snellenberger. He, he, that was the one team he couldn't beat. And I remember hearing him do interviews about it that he just, he, he was so perplexed as to why his team all the time got beat uh, by Louisville. And he'd come out there in those, those, uh, sport, the, Suits yeah. with the red. You know, uh, I was doing sports for the... Channel Seven, Kelly, uh, when we were playing Louisville one night, and uh, my cameraman and I were walking out with the football team to center field after the game. Southern Miss had just won a really close game, and all them big dudes got to pushing and shoving and fighting with each other. And let me, I, I learned quickly that is nowhere you want to be in were the you, middle of two football teams when they start fighting. Were you in the middle of it? I was in the middle of it until I could get my butt out. And I was trying my best and quickly as I could to get away from that. Uh, no place to be. And as caring as the TV station was, they probably said, Did any damage happen to the camera? <laughs> is the TK76 okay? That was the first question that I was asked. Yeah. We'll, we'll mention it, you know, in, in a couple weeks on October 14th. But if you remember talking about Southern Miss getting Schnellenberger, the year before was, was the Hail Mary. Okay. So, you know, you got them up there on the Hail Mary and you get them down here on the full moon. And that was, that was the, again, that was the only loss that Louisville had in the 1990 season. They lost to Southern Miss and then they won, I think, seven in a row and beat Bama. Finished uh, what eighteenth in the country and beat Bama in the Fiesta on New Year's Day '91. That's a neat little gadget you got there, Luke. What is that? It's a computer. Kelly. It's called a. Oh. It's called a. It's called a device. <laughs> it's made by Apple. It's called an iPad. That's pretty. So you can just punch some buttons and stuff comes up like this that. This is uh, where you know, the research department of the Eagle Hour lives. When Mergens comes back, we've got to get him to record the Barbra Streisand memories. <laughs> We need to play that when we're talking about things like 1990, right? That's pretty nifty, that thing right yeah, there. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a computer. Oh, okay. The, uh, speaking about devices, the one thing what that I do that? remember about that? the 2003 Liberty Bowl, where we stayed in the Peabody, I was syncing up my brand new iPod <laughs> the whole week. <laughs> The first one. You can during the break. You can explain, explain to him what an iPod well, is. First iPod. time I was at the Peabody, I was walking behind the ducks with a pooper scooper. <laughs> <laughs> because you tried to sneak out of your room, right? Yeah, they made me. They wanted me to pay for it. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? High school football tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that next.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, what a welcome. One of our new sponsors to the show, Town & Country Cleaners, is Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaning service. Family owned and operated since 1983. They offer services that include steaming, cleaning of bulky bedding and materials. That'd be like some of your clothes, Kelly. Curtains, rugs, and of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at a convenient location. They're right across from USM on Hardy Street. Been there for a long time, and uh, we thank them for their support. And they, the they don't even charge extra, Bob, for clothes my size. Is that That's pretty good. I, you know it takes extra heck of a deal. chemicals and stuff. For sure. Everything he buys at the gas station is on clearance. So. <laughs> like that shirt the other day. Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Everybody but Kelly can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and boom, it's right there in your house. Maybe well, one day, Kelly. I can tell her, but she goes, you don't own me. You don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first time you've heard That's that. For sure. we're, we're sorry we have to bring Will Easton to the middle of this. <laughs> yes, but. The, uh, the, co- the, this, the co-host of the famous Super Talk High School. Forgive us, Will. It's a Friday afternoon. <laughs> we're glad to have you on the show, as always, my friend. And uh, let's talk about it. What are, what are the big games? On, but I heard you guys saying... A lot of the big schools taking a break this weekend, but the, but there is some good high school football tonight, Will. Yeah, there's a lot of bye weeks, but we do have some interesting matchups, especially in the north part of the state. The biggest game in the north, maybe the biggest game overall, is Tupelo hosting West Point. So you got a perennial 5A powerhouse taking on an incredibly talented 7A Tupelo team that lost their first game of the season last week. In a thriller, there were five touchdowns in the last five minutes of that game, including the game winner for Houston, Tennessee, with six seconds left on the clock. So Tupelo lost that game in Tennessee. They're back at home tonight hosting West Point, who is – they started 0-2. They they lost to Louisville, who I think is the best team in the state right now. They lost to Starkville, but they've now won two in a row. They've got this player by the name of Kalen Daniels who's committed to Florida – he had 427 rushing yards uh, the last time he played, which I think is pretty good. Uh, in his career, guys, 4,000 rushing yards, and he's averaging 10 yards per carry over the course of his career. Yeah, new new math or old, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was waiting for the next stat that would top those, but I don't think you can top that. But, but Will, I mean, you look at – some of these perennial powerhouses. I mean, Laurel's one and four. Clinton's zero and five. Wayne County's one and three. And West Point's two and two. I mean, there is, in some ways, there is a slight changing of the guard at some of these levels. Yeah, I think the reclassification in the off season is having a little bit to do with that. Uh, I think we've been seeing parity kind of creep up the past couple of years. Population shifts. These things impact high school football. Um, in a tremendous level. It takes some years to kind of figure out, but one of you guys asked me about South Panola a couple weeks ago and why they're not as dominant as they used to be. Well, it's because North Panola's doing better. A lot of those players at North Panola, like K.J. Jefferson, who's now at Arkansas, years past he would have been at South Panola. He's not, they're not going there anymore. Yeah. So now North Panola's much better. South Panola's struggling a little bit. So you kind of see that shift going around. Uh, teams like West Point, though, have a tradition. They, the population shift is not not going up, not at school, not going down. Really, they're kind of staying the same. They've got a lot of stability there. Um, so some teams you're not seeing as big of a shift go on. But I tell you, that Tupelo West Point game should be interesting because I think 
Tupelo might be one of the most talented teams in the state, and they've got a lot of seniors, and if they're going to win a 7A state title, this is the year to do it with yeah. all the seniors that they have. And the North is a little bit shaky right now. In the South, it's kind of Oak Grove, but it's Starkville and it's Tupelo in that north part of 7A, and this is their chance to strike. And Tupelo's been known for this. They'll go undefeated in the regular season and then make an early exit in the playoffs. So it'll be kind of interesting to see. The other big game in the north tonight, guys, is Louisville traveling to Houston to play the Hilltoppers. Louisville, I think, is the best team in the state right now. They're a 4A team, but they beat the Starkville. They've beaten that West Point team, and they, they beat them pretty good. Um, they are they are they're really, really stout right now and are on track for another state championship. But tonight they're going to Tupelo to play the Hilltoppers, uh, who have one of the best rushing teams in the entire state. Hilltoppers uh, averaging 350 yards per game on the ground. They have a player by the name of Jalen Washington, who's an incredibly good kid, and he's a heck of a football player, and he's committed to Southern Miss, so you guys are probably familiar yeah. with him, John. Absolutely. Those are two big games up up north. Let's talk about uh, two big ones down south. The first one, um, the one I'll be calling tonight. We, we've seen this the last um, several weeks, Will, a really cool opportunity for a really good team in the private to play a really good team in, in, the, in the public schools. And tonight, Jackson Prep, and I don't think these two teams have ever met before. They come to SoSo to take on the Mustangs of West Jones. Yeah, I don't think they ever have met up before. And uh, this is an interesting kind of – matchup between their kind of dynamic balanced offense going up against maybe the best front seven in all of Mississippi high school football Luke I mean you yeah tell me they're good more than I have uh only allowed what 23 points this entire season yep. something like that <laughs> you know MRA really did shock me how well they played but at the same time Jackson Prep, I, I just don't see this how this is going to go good for them uh, going up with such a good defense like that. They haven't faced a defense like this all season long, certainly, and this will, without a doubt, be the best defense they'll face all year long. They're going to have to uh, be clicking on all cylinders if they have uh, any chance of winning uh, in so-so tonight. Yeah, Coach Goodwin's a cool story at Jackson Prep. He coached at, uh, had, had coached at Auburn, he coached at Ole Miss, and now he's he's with the Patriots. And, uh, yeah, I was talking to Corey Reynolds, head coach of West Jones this week, and lots of respect. There's some names to watch on the West Jones side. Mike Mike linebacker, uh, Race Jones. And then, really, the front four kind of led by uh, Isaiah Lindsay. We call him Lunch Meat. He's he's pretty big kid, and uh, he's he's really good. Uh, but that front front seven is, is extremely good for West Jones. Homecoming tonight, too, um, for for, uh, for the Mustangs. So that's a big one tonight. That'll be on WLAU, uh, Super Talk Laurel. Kelly, you're going to be at probably the other big biggest game tonight in the South. And it's a district contest. It's a region contest between Jeff Davis County and Seminary. These are two teams that uh, were, re- when the redistricting happened last year, they got put in the same district together. And Jeff Davis's history, of course, has been known for many years. But Seminary has risen this year and is having a, a great season. And this could very well be who who wins this division and and i base that on the games that have been played so far you know mcgee hazelhurst crystal springs you know some of the other teams in that division but by far seminary and jeff davis county have been the cream of the crop in that division seminary almost beat forest county ahs punching above its weight uh, last week uh the aggies were were able to to pull that game off in seminary but this should be a good one tonight in covington county 
Jeff Davis against Seminary. Well, um, just I guess some overall uh, you know notes as we we finish out this this segment with you. You, you said Louisville is uh, is the the best team in the state in your opinion right now. Who are who are some t- a couple teams that nobody may really be talking about? They've been flying under the radar. They may not be you know typical power brands, but but high school football fans need to be on the watch out for them. I think Macomb right now is doing really well. They're the only. I think they they've allowed fewer points than uh, West Jones has, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've only allowed 20 points this season, and they played kind of a tough schedule. They beat Mendenhall a few weeks ago. Um, some of the other teams that I, you know, you know, some of these coast teams are surprising me. Ocean Springs, who beat Picayune last week, I think they're really good. Pearl is five and zero. Holmes County Central, they have that quarterback, Garrison Davis, who was at Ridgeland last year. They're 5-0 and right now. They're going to, I think they play Murrah tonight. They're a sneaky good team that not a lot of people are talking about just yet. Uh, Northwest Rankin is another one that I think is, uh, is punching above their weight a little bit. Now, next week we'll get into regional play, and we'll have – you know, things will start to really get sorted out then. And um, But we do have some regional, some other regional games tonight. One other one I want to mention to you guys is uh, Bay Springs is playing Scott Central. Wow. That's, the, that's back-to-back defending 1A state champ versus the back-to-back defending 2A state champ. Well, in the offseason, uh, Bay Springs got reclassified. They're now a 2A school, and they put them in the same region as Scott Central. So that's going to be a regional game. Good stuff. The the fighting Dan Brady's of of Bay Springs. Of course, they have a lot of a lot of good players the last couple of years. And good for Holmes County Central because, with all due respect, nobody has ever talked about Holmes County Central football. Yeah, because uh, there's a statue of Bob Getty at Holmes uh, Community it College. It, it, it even transcends to the high schools in the area. It, it really does. <laughs> well, yeah, I looked up real quick, Will. I looked up, yeah, Macomb has only given up 20 points. And the one that really surprised me, they beat Mendenhall 56-13. to 13, But Macomb yeah. is in, in the bricks tonight taking on Laurel. And if, if they put up a you know good showing against the Tornadoes, that that will be uh, that will be pretty uh, eye opening for sure. Hey, Will, thanks for your time, man. We really appreciate it. I'm headed to see Jerry Seinfeld right now. Well, there we go. All right, we'll, tonight. All right, Will. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Will East, everybody, program director for Super Talk, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard. You call in there every Friday night, don't you? Luke? I do. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. All right, you're gonna do it tonight. We will. All it right. airs at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Picks are next. I'm in the lead. I've got to hold on. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Willie joining us. Be sure to go watch high school football tonight, and uh, particularly, you know, if, if there's a kid in your community committed to the Golden Eagles, Hartfield Academy's got some great players. If you're in the Jackson area, go watch MRA. Go watch uh, John White. So appreciate Will. 
bringing us our high school update. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly all together in Southern Bancor Studio in Hattiesburg. All right, uh, real quick, this weekend we talked about yesterday, but track and field starting today at the Chili Pepper Festival cross-country meet volleyball on the road at troy tonight at 6 p.m tomorrow at 2 p.m both of those games on espn plus women's soccer up in virginia at old dominion taking on the lady monarchs that's tomorrow at one of course espn plus all right picks kelly actually five and six last week slip he slipped um Hmm. bob went six and five i went seven and four uh i know this um bob is one back off of you and you guys are like four behind me. Okay, so now remember wow. he's keeping score though, Bob. He Correct. Keep, right, yeah, right. he's pencil whipping. I think he fair, has the spreadsheet. Fair yeah, and balanced. Right. All right, um, here we go. Sun Belt. We're picking eight Sun Belt teams. Everybody's playing this week. No bye weeks for Sun Belt teams. And then to get to even ten, we're going to throw in two NFL teams. All right, Cajuns on the road at Minnesota. They are eleven point underdog. Kelly Gophers. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Keep keep uh, oaring or rowing. Is that right? That was yeah, I'm still I, – I know everybody else is a lot more sold on Louisiana than I am. They still have some more proving to do to me. Not like they're going to lose any sleep that I'm not behind them right yet. But Appalachian State, a 13-and-a-half point favorite, taking on the fighting Bowdens in Monroe. They're 13 – oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'll – I mean, it's just up and down. I'm just giving yeah, it to I'll you. Yeah, App State. Yeah, absolutely. I got to separate myself from you two guys. Well, there there'll be some other games, Bob. Hang loose. App State got beat by my pick last week, Wyoming. Yeah, but I think the Mountaineers will take care of business here. Old Dominion in Huntington against the Fighting Herd, who had a good win last week. Herd fourteen and a half point favorite. Yeah, Charles Huff. By the way, the Marshall coach is on the short list at Michigan State. From what I understand, the job he's done with Marshall, I'll take the Herd. Yeah, I got to go with Marshall. ODU. Got the Golden Eagles next week. So, right. uh, homecoming next week at four. Uh, I'm, I'm for Marshall as well. Hey, we are all the same so far. Uh, so there's got to be some shakeups here. Arky State on the road at UMass. Somehow UMass is a two point favorite at one and four. Uh, gosh, I'm I'm going to take the uh, Red Wolves on the road. I hope the Red Wolves. I was going to take the Red Wolves. Well, you can it's... Red Wolves. Okay, I am too. I really think they found something with the quarterback, and I think they if they will. let that freshman play, I think they're gonna... yeah. I think they will. All right, some good ones coming up. Coastal at Georgia Southern. Georgia I... Southern six and a half point favorite. Georgia. I am sold on Georgia Southern. You know, I'm kind of partial to them anyway. Kind of. Yeah, but I but the Eagles. Now, I'm going with the Chanticleers. Really? I'm going with the Chanticleers. You're a friend, Bob. That's a terrible pick. I'm going with Georgia Southern. <laughs> Southern. Um, uh, the beat-you-up physical match of the week, Troy at Georgia State. Georgia State, a one-point favorite, and they're probably one of the hottest teams in the Sun Belt right now. And I, just a one-point favorite. And I, but I still think they'll, I think they'll continue to be hot. Troy is one of those teams that's up or down. They're on the road. Georgia State's hot. I'll take the Panthers. Well, here's an upset special. I'm going with the Trojans. You're going with Troy. He's trying to separate himself. Yep. I think he'll fall further back. I'm going with Georgia State. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this should be a really good game. South Alabama at James Madison. Duke's two-and-a-half point favorite. Duke's by more than two-and-a-half. Like a good man, eh? Stick with the Dukes. Depends on which team shows up, right? I will go with the Fighting Womacks, and I will pick against you guys 
and I will say they will beat James Madison at home. And that would be that would be I think a pretty significant upset. I think it would be. Yeah. Yep. I think what, they got I think they got shook up last week. What makes you take South Al? I just think that they'll play better. They didn't show up last week. They they took Central Michigan for granted well, at home, got they, embarrassed. They have either looked really good yep. or lousy. But it's, they looked really good in Stillwater two weeks ago. Right. All right. Um let's go to NFL before we come back to Southern Miss. Ravens against the Browns in Cleveland. Browns uh point and a half. Yeah, they lost Chubb. Uh, for the season, I'll take the Ravens on the road. I'm 100% behind Todd Munkin. Ravens. Yeah, I'll take the Fighting Munkins as well. Dolphins at the Bills. Mm, that's a good Bills one. two and a half point favorite. That's a good one. Boy, Bob, take that one first. Why no, you... go ahead, Kelly. I just want to think about it a little bit. That's what I was hoping you would have already made your pick. I'm going with the Bills. Are you? Mm-hmm. Boy, the Dolphins look really good. But they're playing in Buffalo. The Bills are pretty good themselves. Yeah, but it's not cold enough yet in Buffalo no. to really have the home well, field advantage. You, both you guys take the Dolphins. I I'm separate. taking the Dolphins. Okay. Who are you taking? <sighs> I think I have to take Miami as well All uh, right. to beat Buffalo. Most important game of the week, Southern Miss, mm-hmm. a six-and-a-half-point underdog at – at home against Texas State. Again, the way we've picked all year, no shame if you want to take Texas State. I'm going with the Eagles. I just I, – you know, I want Southern Miss to win so badly. Be a man. Just say it. Texas State. Be a man. <laughs> I Bob, think Texas State will win. I'm going with my Golden Eagles, man. Come on. So there will be some separation this week. Be I do man. think the key tomorrow, forced turnovers in the first half and – maintain systematic drives on offense, continue to run the ball between the tackles. I do think we can push Texas State around a little bit tomorrow if we impose our will. I hope you're wrong. I, I, me too. I hope I, I really hope I'm wrong on my pick, for sure. I'll be glad to swallow eat crow. All right, the guys will be here Monday. Of course, we'll have Will Hall and Lee Roberts. I'll be out. Be back Tuesday when we have Joy Lee McDellis. Looking really forward to that conversation. We hope you have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Southern Myths. To, to the, the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.